welcome back to Mission Smart Podcast. This is Vicki and David here. I'm continuing a discussion that we had last time about... Caring for missionaries. Yeah, taking care of missionaries. And it's not just something, honestly, that people like us who have had field experience can do. It's something that lots of different kinds of people can do. Right, and we... So as we said, there's caring for yourself, there's leaning on your friends back in the States, there's leaning on organizational uh, support because they know exactly the work you're doing and they may have trained people in it. And then there's leaning on nationals. Leaning on nationals. I think the the national believers can really help you. Um they don't have the exact experience of what you're having of, you know, coming in from another country, but um, they were a great support to me. They also have sort of the common experiences of, of life, which is disappointment, um, betrayal, uh, perplexing things that God allows into our lives that we don't understand why. I mean, obviously they can help with all of those things. You know, one of the things the local people really helped us with as we built friendships with them is enjoying the country. Um, learning how they relax, learning how they um, enjoy a weekend, an evening. You know, what what games do they play? <clears throat> do they go camping? Um, going to a game, to a ball game with them or a concert or a wedding. That can tie you into learning you know, feeling a part of the community, feeling a part of the country, and can help you not feel so alone and isolated. Right, and actually you can enjoy yes. and engage. And that's that's huge and was such a great comfort to us. I mean, how do, in the country where we are, where there was a beach an hour or two away, and how do our friends there, what does it look like to go to the beach for the day? And that was so fun. Right. You know, how do they do picnic? And we, we used to laugh, you know, here in the States, we throw a sandwich together, bag of chips, keep it simple, um, and just jump, throw it in the back of the car. And then to watch this culture we lived in go out and make a meal. I mean, like bring the ingredients and literally chop things up. Oh, yeah, bring the little propane tank so that you could get, make the hot tea. And all of this is on the beach. I mean, it was just we cooked food. so fun. I know it. We would cook food. And so that was this standard of sandwich, um, a cold sandwich. Oh, no. And, and it, it really helped me appreciate a picnic or a beach or camping in a whole new way. It was so much fun. Different culture. You know, I think if we had to say, what do we highly value on the beach? Um, ice, cold <laughs> drinks. Okay. Um, you know, maybe we want convenience, convenience, simplicity, maybe some music or something, you know, Frisbee. You got to have some games out there and we got to build castles or something like that. And yet another culture is kind of not bring all the paraphernalia there. It's not like, oh, we need all these chairs and umbrellas and ice chests <laughs> and the latest beach game. But don't forget your little propane tank so you can make hot tea because you cannot be there without that. So it, it was just I mean, entertaining. real food, 
cooked food, salads, you know, and oh, we'll just pick up some some fresh bread down there near the beach. What? We, we shouldn't take it here? Well, it won't be fresh. <laughs> but then that's going to take our time on the way. Yeah, but the yeah. whole experience is, right, right. you know, it, it was just um, really, really relaxing. But another thing that... Before you move on, and the places they like to go, like if, they, if it was mountains. Um, I remembered just how simple it was, a little backpack... Um, to go up in for a hike. What was taking hikes? And I'm learning and I'm practicing the language, but I'm also engaging in the way they do mountain getaways or even... Yeah, it's stopping and building the fire, getting it hot enough, pulling um, sort of a their form of a salami out of your mm-hmm. backpack and roasting that over the fire. And this With was lunch. Yeah. yeah, and what did you need? Just... A salami, a tomato, and some bread that you pick up on the way. Or even going to the places they enjoy, the the getaway places, the kind of places they would go on vacation. And we include that when talking about caring is you can't have your head only thinking about, um, I'm a foreigner and where do foreigners go? You know, we go check into the Intercontinental Hotel in the capital. That can be good for you. And you get a massage or you get in a pool and put on a bathing suit. That can be what you need. But there's other aspects. And I just remembered that somehow that helped us really relax. So yeah, Our national about, friends just yeah. really introduced us to some places and ways of engaging that were very, very relaxing. That we, we incorporate into our life, even though we've left that. Country. Right, in that culture. So you were talking about how it's not just something that has to come from professionals or from people like us, but that actual just friends and family can do this. So how did we experience that? Well, I I just was thinking of the idea of, you know, um, let's say a church wants to send someone over to see how the workers are doing and to kind of check on them and Support the work. Support them. And the heart of the church is to encourage them. And that can be encouraging. But it also, if things aren't going well, if someone is not doing well, that can also be like you have to hide. And that means you have to kind of hide all those things and make it look a certain way that it really isn't for those four days that someone is visiting you. And living in your home, the stress levels going super high when someone is invited and they're staying in your house. Or it can become a burden for that missionary to have to arrange this whole trip. You know, I remember some people saying, "Don't we don't want you to have to hold our hands and babysit. But the fact is, we did. <laughs> We're going to have to. We're going to have to. Because you don't know the language. You're deaf, dumb, and blind, basically, in this culture. And there's not enough room for you in my in our apartment. So we have to put you in a hotel. How do we move you around? We can take public trans, but you're only here like four or five days. So so ins- what we found is that, um, for I'll give an example, when our my parents would come to visit, um, they would come. And yes, at first, um, we had to babysit them and go with them everywhere because it was so new and so uncomfortable. But because... They were able to stay longer. They got very 
comfortable going out. They knew where they could go. They knew how to get home. I mean, I remember the time that we were over in a whole nother part of the city and one of my kids was ready to go home and my parents said, oh, well, I'll take her. And they could get all the way from where we were to where they needed to be because they had been there long enough. Um, also, they would take us out of town and everyone there would understand when we said, well, you know, we have family in town, so we need to do some things. And it was almost an excuse for us to go and to some of those beautiful places um, and stay in a nice hotel and or even sometimes leave the country and go to a neighboring country and do fun things. We had no idea, I think, at the time how much member care and how much mental health those trips were for us because our family knows us. They love us. So rather than having a stranger come into my home, having someone that is my my family or a friend come into my home mm-hmm. is totally different because they love me. There's not that pressure of, but what if they are evaluating me? What if they are mm-hmm. reporting back to a pastor at home or someone in my organization. So yeah, that's family was important. And friends could do that too. We had friends come visit and we did a road trip and there is something very different about a friend or a family member coming and getting us out of town. It's sort of, we're off duty. Um, this won't be stuck in photos in the lobby at the church. Um, you know, a church coming over for a short-term trip to do a project. That, it's that, fun. That, there's a place for there's it. There's a place for that. And that can be an encouragement too. And I would say to churches, try to get some people that the missionaries know. Try to encourage some of their friends, the people who already support and pray for them, to go along on this trip. Mm-hmm. So or, it's not just 10 strangers. Or send occasionally if you're looking at a way to love your missionary and care for them as a church by their good friend or their a family member, buy them a ticket and give them money to take the missionary to a nearby place within the country. Even if it's just a hotel for five days and to sit by a pool. Talk about encouraging. And it's not just that you're resting from you know, physically resting. It's that you are stepping outside of your normal role of ministry. You, This is completely understandable to everyone around you because everyone has family in every culture that you drop things or for friends, to do. Or, or friends. friends. You have to take them and you take them to those places that they would take their friends and family if they were visiting from another city. So it's... It is in the sitting around when you're off duty that conversations happen that can real the people really begin to open up and share things with you that they're thinking about, that they're wondering about, that they're struggling with. It's while when you've been sitting and pulled away and turned off, you're sitting in. a a beautiful place, or you're sitting there with your comfortable friend who loves you, who loved you before you ever came over to serve this, who knows you. Mm 
So churches, if you're looking for ways, it's not just sending a pastor or an elder or someone like that. It's sending someone that that loves that missionary, that will be easy for that missionary to have around. And that's a, I mean, what a novel idea of a mission trip is to actually send a family member or a couple of friends, you know, if they're single, send a couple of friends from the church with the intention of them blessing them. And you know, something that I loved is when people would come from our family or a close friends, friend. a close friends would come is we got to show them our new home, our new country. Um, even in those early years when, you know, we didn't have super strong level at the language, it was fun to be able to say, I can go and I'm ordering things and I'm guiding them and I'm showing them the, the neat parts of this country. And they came over to see it and I get to show it to them. And it just meant something when someone came, someone who I, who I cared for and loved and I got to show them uh, these, these places. And I got to see places that I may not have even thought about going, you know, you, you'd like to think missionaries are getting away and going to those, you know, it's like those neat places. If you Google the country where you're going, whatever comes up in the pictures, okay. On Google immediately, you know, top places to visit. I can guarantee you that's not where your missionary lives. No. And you, but you could <laughs> just their time. research and say, have you been to those waterfalls? Have you been to this place? No, we've heard about it. And then just say, you know what? We're going to send, we want you to pray about a friend or a family here in our church. And we want them to come over and take you there. I mean, talk about encouraging. And um, you know what? Be sure and pay for the workers and and the things that you're asking them because they would not be taking the time off and going to this place um, if you weren't there. Right. And they probably don't have it in their budget. Some people may if they have some budget and they can tell you that. But a lot of people, they don't have this kind of stuff in their budget, especially if it's to stay at a hotel. Right. I just look back on parent or family or close friend visits and say that meant so much to me. And it also ministered to me in a way because it was a giving me a connectedness. It was affirming that connectedness. So often the first five, eight years in the country, you might not feel very known there because, you know, these are all new people, new relationships, whether it's other missionaries or national friends. They're all new. They haven't, they don't have that connectedness with you way back in knowing who you were and what got you to that place. And having someone who knows you come, wow, it's reaching further back. You're, you're, they, these people know that you are more than just the person that is living in that country. You know, while you're talking, it makes me think about what I often tell churches when they're planning a short-term mission trip or trips to that country. Sometimes we in churches or the staff or the missions program can think of how to send people and sort of justify them going over there. Like they need to do a conference. They need to do 
something with the women's group or a men's group or preaching, teaching, training. And that's sort of, we think, well, now we're really injecting um, good material and it's a real valuable mission trip. Um, and in order to do that, we try to think of who can we send that is, you know, a good Bible teacher or a good, and, and those have a place. Okay. But, but what you have to see what you're doing is you as a church are getting the most bang out of your buck by the people you're sending. You want them to get a heart for that country and you want them to offer some teaching. And that can be exactly what that missionary needs. Like if, so this all comes back to asking the missionary, how can we support you? What kind of trip? What kind of people? What could we come over? When Vicki and I have gone to some of these countries, we've asked, before we tell you what we want to do or what we can do, is there anything you would like? What do you need? And you may very well have them say, could someone come and teach on family and marriage? Could someone just come and do some devotionals with us? We'd like to get away for it. Okay, that's great. It's unlikely that they're going to say, would you come and take me somewhere nice on, <laughs> so that I can get away from the responsibilities. They're going to assume that you want to do something. And I think also just offering, we would just like to come and see you and take you somewhere you haven't been. I remember a church figured out by listening to all the missionaries that their kids and that are there for the summer in that country didn't get to go to the States, don't get to go to the States, two years, three years. And they miss out on all those things that happen in churches, like art camps, camps or, whatever. or VBS or music camp. And so we remember this church that said, we're going to come to town and you're going to give us a place and we're going to provide this entire VBS music art type camp for little kids, which meant every missionary could drop their kid in the morning and pick them up in the afternoon. And that was amazing because they did very little work of with the adults. They didn't do any training or teaching. They just blessed the families. And we know people that have gone and just said, we're going to sit with your kids because we're trust, you know, you know us and we're just going to stay with your kids and let y'all go somewhere for three days. Oh, that, <laughs> that was incredible when it was a, a friend that came or your to parents. Do that. Or my parents. Like, oh my goodness. Have you got the kids? We got them. And then mm -hmm. Vicky and I are like, okay. But not every grandparent is okay, willing, willing physically or to come over or capable of financing that. So, you know, sending a grandparent can be an idea. If you don't know the person well um, and you can manage it, and this is what we tend to do because we've traveled quite a bit in various countries, we feel pretty comfortable staying somewhere on our own so that we, especially when we don't know people well, when we're not previous close friends with them, we can engage with them as much or as little as they want. And they don't have to babysit us. They don't have to come up with things for us to do. And they don't have to take care of us or at least only for a couple of days until we figure our way around public transportation or what's safe for us to do, how we can navigate around there. Yeah, if somebody has very small children and you've got to be able to navigate the country, you know, get out, 
shop, speak the language, that can be kind of hard. But if the kids are older and they know how to navigate those parts, then a grandparent could stay with the kids while mm-hmm. the parents get away. Um, it all depends on each situation. But Yeah, the- every situation is different. And that's, I guess, too, what we're trying to say is it may be that sending grandparents would be a great idea. It may be that that would not. It may be sending uh, people like us who are comfortable being in a foreign culture and they can stay outside of the, the worker's home but just get to know the worker, take them out to Mm-hmm. dinner or serve them in whatever way they need. It may be a close sending a close friend who can stay with the person. But it's it's I think best it, to ask the missionary what would what what could we do that could if you could just dream in this coming year of what would really be helpful to energize you, to enable you to empower you. I'm and maybe a- even suggest something like go, if you put the several suggestions out there, mm-hmm. we could come and do some ministry for you. We could come and keep your kids. Mm-hmm. We could come and take you as a family to somewhere just to get away from your ministry for a little while. Um, and it could be to, I'd love to come meet your friends. Yeah. I remembered having people come from my church and they didn't speak the language, but I was able to introduce them to some of my friends that uh, that were my good friends. And that was encouraging to me and encouraging to them. These are people, friends of David and Vicki that have come to see them. That was very encouraging to them. So it's not always leaving town. And then I do remember a family. I said, so how can we help you? You know, where can we go? Where could we take you out? And finally <laughs> they admitted the only way we've really been able to rest is if we get out of our culture, this culture. Like there, maybe the place they were in was particularly difficult. Maybe it was oppressive. Maybe the religious. Very close-minded. There were close, and they, you know, my kids want to go swimming, and we just none of us can really get in bathing suits at anywhere and go somewhere. So it's like we might be seen, right? Yeah. So maybe or stared at. So it's like we have to go to a neighboring country. They're not far away. And we were like, oh, okay. Well, let's do that. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Um, so, so I think just letting them know also if you are hoping to do some of these things, that if you go somewhere that you're, you are have set aside some money to pay for them. Because sometimes we, it would be stressful for us knowing someone was coming and not knowing if we were going to all of a sudden have a four to $600 extra expenditure that we didn't know about, which of course we would do. And then, ah, uh, so kind of letting them know we've got some money set aside for this. And we promise you none of these pictures will have to go out on the church website or Facebook. Absolutely no pictures <laughs> on yeah, that social was, media. None, that was fun. not even one. Right. No Our friends would get us and take us somewhere. And it might not even been that, you know, luxury getaway, but it was just nice to know this is not, this doesn't have to be on someone's social media. Which takes you as the person going or sending a loved one, family member, close friend. It takes you being willing to not take credit for yeah. encouraging to not show that in social media or to the church. It takes It's an unseen work of encouragement that is 
I can tell you, deeply valuable. And anyone who goes and interacts with a person overseas, there is a bond that is built because they've seen our world over there that is huge. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us in this part two of Caring for Missionaries. And remember, um, in our book and and, and another podcast called uh, Support Missionary Support Network, uh, we talk about these things on a general basis of how to create a symphony of support. So thanks again for being here. We'll see you at the next podcast. Thanks for listening today. Feel free to email us with your questions to david at esionline.org. It's always encouraging to hear from our listeners how God is using this podcast. Our ministry is called Equipping Servants International, which exists to equip churches, organization, and individuals to reach the nations both at home and abroad. Our desire is to see people better equipped when they leave, be able to thrive and be effective on the field, and transition back home well. Our book is called Mission Smart, 15 Critical Questions to Ask Before Launching Overseas, and it's available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. Remember to subscribe to our podcast to get more episodes as they're published.